Today with Catherine Ruinala. I want to start tonight, if you want to turn with me in Isaiah chapter 43. Hallelujah. Do you have your Bibles with you? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 43:19 is a scripture that many of the prophets have been uh, sharing. But I want to read it to you. It says here, behold, say behold. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Behold, I will do a new thing. God is wanting you to see and recognize it, not stand back and see if it's true or see if it's relevant or see if it's going to happen. He wants you to behold it with faith and expectation. Behold, I do a new thing. God is wanting to release to us a new wineskin. He's wanting to do something new and something fresh. And we need a new, new wineskin for the new season. Hallelujah. And as I was just thinking about this scripture this afternoon and thinking about this wineskin, I thought, where is that scripture? I looked it up. It's Mark 2.22. If you want to turn there, Mark 2.22 reads this. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the wine will burst the skins and the wine will be lost and the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Old wineskins are set in their ways. There is no ability to flex and to move. New wine is growing. It's alive. And the Lord is looking for us to be New wineskins, fresh, supple, able to move, not set in our ways. And the heart of the Lord is that we recognize he is helping us recognize the ways that we have become set in and saying, behold, I do a new thing. The old things have come to pass. Behold, I'm doing something new. I want you to see it. I want you to recognize it because I want you to cooperate with it. Prophecy is not always inevitability, but invitation requiring a response. And we need to be flexible enough to move with what the, the Lord's doing, be new and flexible wineskins, because he wants to pour in new wine for the new season. You know, some people are stuck with old wineskin mentalities that are not just about religion, but about their identity. The Israelites, when they were brought into a new season, needed a new mentality. God wanted to bring them out of bondage, out of slavery, into the promised land. And as they sent spies into the promised land, they came back with this report. It's fantastic. The grapes are huge. Everything's amazing. But there's giants in the land. And we were as grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in theirs. In other words, they were saying, it's fantastic, but we're not able to take that. Even though God's promised that, I mean, look at us. We're like grasshoppers compared to this mountain. We're like grasshoppers compared to this, these giants in the land. And their identity as slaves was hindering them from being able to step into the new season that God had for them. 
God needs us to recognize, to behold that he is doing something new in you and doesn't want your identity from the past season to be an old wineskin that will hinder you from stepping into the new. He doesn't want what's happened to you as a child to be the limitation that keeps you from being able to step in to what God has for you now. I've spoken to amazingly gifted people, incredibly anointed, gifted people who have the invitation from heaven to do historic, glorious things but still struggle with the insecurity that was sown into them as a child when their father or their mother beat it into them that they are worthless, that they are useless. And even though they know it intellectually, they've kept on the inside an identity that limits them from being able to receive the dreams the Holy Spirit is wanting to birth in their hearts. And the Lord is wanting to release an anointing. I loved what Pastor James shared today, dropping the backpack and moving on. There is a new wineskin for a new season and God by his grace is able to deliver you from small thinking, from old wineskin mentality because it's time for a new thing. Hallelujah. Now some people, they're stuck in an old mindset actually because of wrong prophetic words that have been given to them in the past. Some people, well-meaning people, have given words to people that it seemed to make sense that this would be your destiny because maybe your father or your mother did that or because of this reason or because of that reason. I remember someone prophesying over me, I see you illustrating children's books. I can't really draw. I mean, a stick figure, maybe I remember to put a neck on there, but I don't, you know, it's not really my passion or my gifting. But if I didn't understand the prophetic, that could be an old wineskin that keeps me from, and and, um, sits in the back of my mind saying, actually, you're probably not doing what you're supposed to do because remember the prophet said you're supposed to be an illustrator. Imagine... Imagine if Martin Luther had stayed in the track that his parents um, had designed and and, uh, wanted him to walk in. Sometimes an old wineskin can be the expectation that people have put on you to be a certain way. Maybe your parents wanted you to be following in the family business, but you in your heart... You, you were dreaming about something different. And as you're stepping into to doing what the Holy Spirit's called you to do, somewhere in the back of your mind, there's a limitation that goes, actually, maybe you're supposed to be doing this, maybe. And the Lord wants to release you from old wineskin identities so that you can come into the new thing that the Lord wants to do. Martin Luther's father wanted him to, ca- to be a lawyer, to work in the family business, which made sense, right? But then, if you know this story, he had an encounter with a storm and he made a vow, I'm going to go in, into the monastery. And, and then in the monastery, he just still couldn't find a fit for what he was supposed to do. And then he felt like, well, because he was receiving this revelation, the revelation, the wine wasn't fitting the wineskin that he was in anymore. 
but he, he was struggling to try and make it fit and then suddenly the wineskin burst and God released something new. You see, sometimes we also get an old wineskin mentality by staying loyal to a past assignment. Sometimes we get stuck in a, a, an old wineskin by, by false loyalties. Can you imagine if, um, if Martin Luther had, had stuck with being a lawyer and not, I mean, God loves lawyers, but God had called him to be a reformer. Hallelujah. There are other people who have felt like because I really love God, like I really love him with my whole heart, they've been encouraged or um, made to believe that the only track for them is fivefold ministry. When in fact, that is not the wineskin they've been called to. They may be called to incredible innovations like David was talking about today. The Holy Spirit wants to release to you fresh eyes so you can behold what he is doing right now and flex and move and move with what his spirit is doing so you can embrace and receive all that he wants to pour out. Hallelujah. I remember when I was just beginning in ministry and in, I went to the U.S., and I, I was just really fresh and really young. And they introduced me uh, as the international prophetess from Australia. And I just, oh, I had the big cringe factor because nobody used those words where I was from. And, you know, international. And I, I was thinking like, oh, God, that's a bit embarrassing. And was about to sort of um, apologise and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, I need you to step into what I'm calling you to do. And I remember walking out onto the platform and embracing in faith this new identity he was giving me. And from that moment on, it was that trip, that my very first trip that God then opened up um, television all over America, the, the, the Holy Spirit did what he had promised he would do. There'd been a word that my name was going to be in big letters all over the US. And my friends had told me, oh, it's a flattery prophecy, you know, don't, don't pay attention to that. And I went to the, the US and I was ministering at this place where they int introduced me as international prophetess. And the next day they took me to a program where um, they were recording television and there happened to be a cancellation and they got me, long story short, to speak. And as I was speaking, Tom looked up on the video and saw my name in big letters at the bottom of the screen and my name had gone all over America uh, just as the prophet had, sh had said uh, three months earlier. But the Lord is waiting for us to let go of the old wineskin thinking that many of us have held on to. As a nation, God is wanting to burst open the borders. He's wanting to enlarge your territory. Even as we're seeing the borders opening, God's wanting the border of your heart to enlarge and expand like a flexible wineskin to receive more of what the Lord's doing. 
He doesn't want you stuck in a place where you're just going to keep going round and round the mountain because you feel like I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready yet. That's what the Israelites did. No, no, we couldn't possibly. And so they ended up going round and round the mountain for 40 years when the Lord was ready for them to do it now. The Lord is is more excited about you stepping into what he's called you to than you are. And I, I believe the Holy Spirit is moving faster than you're going to be comfortable with. But it's going to require you being flexible, humble, and ready to say, yes, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Come, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Hallelujah. For there's divine acceleration. We need to be careful, too, that we're not limited by what other people think we are. Let's have a look at Mark chapter 6. Verse 6, uh, verse 4. Jesus said to them, A prophet's not without honor except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. And he could do no miracle there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. This is the Lord. A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. God doesn't want any of us to be a limitation in receiving what the Lord wants to bring through people you may be familiar with. We've been very good at receiving international ministries. We've been great at, yes, our expectation big, But God is wanting to release supernatural signs and wonders and miracles and teaching and anointing and impartation through people you may have grown up with and become familiar with. This is what happened to Jesus. In his own hometown, they knew him as Joseph's son, the carpenter. And as a result, Jesus who had no lack of faith, no lack of anointing, could do no major miracle there. Why? Because the people had become hardened in their wineskin, in their perception of who he was, and it limited them from receiving what the Lord had for them. God's going to be raising up a new generation, young ones. He's going to be raising up people who perhaps in your mind have not done the time. And he's going to be doing extraordinary things through people you are familiar with. And if we are not careful, we may miss the blessing that God wants to release. It may be through your son. It may be through your daughter. It may be through that one that you knew growing up. It may be through your friend who you are familiar with. God is looking to expand our capacity and it's going to require humility and fresh eyes, eye salve to see, to recognize, behold, I do a new thing. Rather than setting in our ways, this is what that person's like. 
or this is what that person does. Defining people perhaps by their last assignment. Oh, well, you know, they're just this or they do that. We can do that to ourselves as well. I remember when I was a worship leader and um, basically 2IC, just whatever needed to be done in a, in a, a church, and I was, I was really comfortable with that. I liked being able to be that person. I'm a good support person. And then when the Lord challenged me to lead a church, I really struggled. Like, God, I'm a good support person. I'm not very comfortable with this having to be the responsible one to make the decisions. I like to have someone else who's the ultimate responsibility there and I can be in there and have, you know, do, do the work and be the support person. And I was complaining to the Lord and saying, well, God, it would have been easier if you really want me to do this, it would have been easier if I could have maybe taken over an established church already because this is really hard. I've got to make all these decisions and I, like, oh, I, I would rather have a senior pastor. This is what I was telling the Lord. And I went to sleep that night and the Lord gave me a dream. And I was talking with this tall man who was, I knew him, but I, I, I wouldn't have recognized him in the natural. But in my dream, I knew him well and, and he was my senior pastor. And I was saying, what do you think about this? And he went, that's a really good idea. And I'm like, what about this person for this position? And he said, yes, yes, I've anointed them for that position. And I woke up feeling, oh, that's so good. That's so good, God. I love that. And the Lord said, I'm your senior pastor. <laughs> and you see, he had to do a work in me to change my identity from my past season so that I could step into the new season. God is wanting to release some people tonight from old wineskin thinking that they didn't even know they had. You might think, well, as you're a business person, you think, well, I'm a, I'm a small business person that's good at just this area. And yes, you may be very good at that, but get ready. God might be wanting to release thoughts and ideas that you might expand into something new, that you might be doing something else. We need the freedom and the ability to say, yes, Lord, that when he presents opportunity, we are not limited by the fear of, but I'm only this. God wants to release new wineskins for the new wine. Amen. And I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to shake off the dust of the last season. That, that there's so many that have, have lived through a survival mentality where I've, I've managed to get through, I've, I'm doing okay. And are weary. There's a, there's a, a weariness uh, all across the world. People are tired because they've been confronted every day for so long with drama and change that it's like exhausting. And you might say, I'm too tired. It's too hard. I No, I can't. I'm battle weary. And the Lord says, behold. Behold, I want you to change your thinking. I want you to stop stepping back into that old thinking because that was that season. It's time to shake it off and step into something new. 
Sometimes people, when they, get a, when they get a cold or they get sick or something, they immediately switch back into a mentality they had when they were sick last time. And before they've even got the sickness, they're already oh, gone into the sick mode. Do you know what I mean? Does anybody else do that? I've done, I've found myself do that. Oh, I'm getting sick, so I go into sick mode. Like, oh, yes, that's what I do. Oh, I, I feel like this, all right. Is that making sense to anybody? God is wanting to break off those past wineskins so that as he's releasing the new thing, we can begin to walk as the new creations that we're called to be. He's wanting to renew our minds so that we're not always reverting back to what we know, but letting go and laying uh, behind what is behind and pressing on to lay hold of and behold in faith the new thing that the Lord's doing so that he can get you to walk in the new creation identity that he has for you today. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Are you someone that, well, I'm on the journey and one day maybe God will use me. I'm just going to get there. I'm... You need a new wineskin mentality. Yes, we all grow. Yes, we all journey. Yes, but if you're, if you're thinking, like I know people that they are continually in their mindset, I'm not ready yet, but I will be one day. I'm on the way. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And the Lord says, I'm coming ready or not. And it's not comfortable, but it's an invitation requiring a faith response. And there is going to be some people offended as people step up and go, okay, here I am, Lord, send me. Because they're like, but, but, but God, I'm still doing the journey thing. And God's saying, I'm looking for you to behold and recognize that I'm not waiting for you to get yourself ready, but I'm waiting for you to recognize that I've already done what needs to be done. And it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. And me in you is tired of waiting. Christ in you is not dreaming of surviving. Christ in you is not like, well, we'll just get through this season. Christ in you is not, not saying, it's okay, it's all right. We'll just, you know, I understand, I know what you really like. It's, it's okay, it's too much for you, it's all right, we'll just stay here together. No, Christ in you is dreaming of being Christ in you. Christ in you is not an, a, an idea or a label or just a family name. It's actually no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. But the prayer that Paul prayed is that you would know Christ dwelling in your heart through faith. Ephesians 3. There is a faith revival coming. Hallelujah. And it's the power of God and the faith of God as we look to him and recognize it actually is Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's not a little bit of Christ that maybe might come out every now and then, but he's wanting to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire and a holy boldness that shakes off the identity of the past, that you're no longer that person or that little girl or that little boy. You're no longer that one who does this, but it's Christ who lives in you and Christ in you is dreaming of changing the world. 
Christ in you is ready to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Christ in you is ready to be the bright shining lamp of the Lord. He is waiting to see his name lifted up and glorified through you if you will just humble yourself and believe that it's no longer you who lives but Christ who lives in you. Every day you should wake up and say, thank you, Lord. I reckon myself dead indeed to sin and alive to God in Christ. Thank you, Lord. I wake up in the morning and I just, I begin to honour God. I begin to respect him. Now, as the bride, the Lord wants respect. Brides are told to respect their husbands. God wants to be honoured as I wake up in the morning. And then I take communion and I remind myself, thank you, Lord. Your body was broken for me. Your blood was poured out. And I thank you. Thank God you delivered me from me. Show me your paths and guide me in the way everlasting.